kick you off. They don't like CP time. <laughs> they don't, do they? No, they like, like, look, you got <laughs> 10 minutes of CP time. And you got to give your space up to somebody else. But they do let you know. They will say, hey, 10 hey. minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, Antoine, you quiet? You got something? I got something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> What's, What's that? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, you why you got me. that background? Why you get who, so defensive? Think, why you got that. that background? Who behind you? Who they got a knife on you? A gun? What's up? It just reminds me of like being at some sort of like, you know, family dinner or whatever. And I'm typically a pretty quiet dude. And all of a sudden, he's that guy. People just want to turn me. You haven't said anything in a while. What's up with you? <laughs> yeah, why, why are you so quiet at this why family so dinner, Antoine? I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I brought an agenda I'd like to go over and let's uh, start from the top. I don't... Okay, I'm ready for it. I'm listening. <laughs> I know, but, uh, right? Sometimes you just want to enjoy. You just want to be there, soaking it up so you can imitate all the people later. I think I think there's I don't know maybe they're uh, a little paranoid maybe they think I'm taking notes or something like I'm about to <laughs> share their secrets. <laughs> don't trust the quiet guy; he's gonna share your secrets or, or steal jokes. I've heard that. Uh, I've, been, I've been in a room with you know some comedians, and they'd be like, "Hey man, why are you over here? You over here writing my jokes down?" And dude's <laughs> like, uh, "I was, you know." Studying, yeah, <laughs> studying <with his> test. <laughs> you know, it's a table of comedians right here in Starbucks. You shouldn't be writing next to comedians. We think you're stealing jokes, you know, whatever. So, there could be that. So, people could be like, Man, this dude's quiet. I've been making him laugh. I hope he ain't stealing my jokes. Simply Courtney says it's a real thing, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Cut. comics, man. Stand up comics are we are some of the most frail. People in general, not just egos, but mental composition, spirituality, all of that comes to play. And I'm telling you, listen, listen, I've gotten messages from people, man, like girls will go to a, a show and really just be digging the show. And then I'll have a homeboy hit me up about her going, hey, man, I saw her at like three of my shows this week. And she was just looking at me laughing and then writing stuff in her notebook. What's she writing about? And I was like, man, I don't know. She might like your joke. I don't know. Like, did you ask her? No, I didn't ask her. So I thought she was weird. Well, what am I supposed to do? Like, and I felt bad because I'd be like, dude, just go talk to her. Like, that's a great opening conversation. Great opening. Yeah, hey, I saw you were laughing and writing stuff during my set. You know, like, what do you think that was about? I think she's crazy. I'm a block on Facebook. That's how all those conversations end. Yeah. <laughs> block on Facebook. But you know what's crazy about that? Is that person could have been your number one fan. Facts. And, and you block people without even connecting with fans. Like, you shoot yourself in the foot. It's like, what you laughing so hard over here? You you, you laughing because I my shoe got a hole in it? And you're like, no, nah, man, the joke is funny, dude. I'm sorry. Laugh. Get your ass out of my show. Yeah. <laughs> All that laughing. Get that shit out of We will make fun of people, and then as soon as it gets thrown back, we all of a sudden get on the defensive. And I'm just like, yo, for people that supposedly are supposed to be some of the most tough, thick-skinned individuals on the face of God's green earth, we be some of the most frail people. We'll talk trash about somebody, and then when they get a little bit of a laugh going, 
we get defensive and either want to fight, take the mic, run off, or take it like too far. And that's why I don't do roast, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. I don't do roast because I know what my weakness is. If you get me good, <laughs> I may come back on some unprofessional stuff that's probably <laughs> going to cause you to try to beat me up physically or I don't know. I might lose a friend. So I tell people I don't want to do roast because I go like right there. I'm zero to 60. I don't have like I'm a zero or 60, not zero to 60. <laughs> I don't have an in between. There's no in between. I love that. I love that. Dope. Antoine, ready to officially start? You got the music queued up? Absolutely. <gasps> DJ <Okay>. Comfy. <gasps> DJ Comfy. Back on my bullshit. Back to back on my bullshit. Matter of fact, that was bullshit. I'm going boy back, grip. To back to back on my bullshit. Mm. Do it one time, they gonna think it's luck. Nope. Gotta hit him with a repeat. And then you hit him with the seed time. <laughs> with the the seed time. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell us nothing. Show. Uh, the show where we take opinions, discussions, topics, turn it into improv scenes on the spot. That's John, you got Amici, you got Tandy, you got myself. The four of us make Can't Tell Us Nothing, yep, an improv yep. group out of Houston, Texas. Coming to you live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, sometimes we're joined by a special guest. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed, someone I did not name in that four-name group. Gentleman by the, goes by the name of Simply Courtney. Let's go. Comedian oh. in Austin. Oh, Let's what's go. up? Shout out to my troop real quick. Shout out to Sugar Water Purple. Uh, we ain't performed in a grip, but, yo, whenever I go anywhere, I always wet, rep them wherever <laughs> I go. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Award-winning Sugar Water Purple. Ooh. There we go. Oh, 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 oh. I got a big star Say that again. Say that again. Award-winning <laughs> Sugar <laughs> Water Purple there we at go. Austin, Texas. Yeah. What's up? How y'all doing? Thank y'all for having me, man. Shout out to Sugar Water Purple. Shout out to Sugar Water Purple. Shout out to Sugar Water Purple. Dang, man. I mean, that's the only... It's the only group that I would I could take the name and be like, all right, I gotta see what y'all about to do with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta see what y'all about to do with this. If y'all bold enough to put that name out there, y'all gotta be confident as hell. And which means the show is gonna be fun to watch. And absolutely Always. I remember when I first saw y'all in Austin in Cold Town. Shout out to Cold Town. Um, man, it was fun, man. It was fun just seeing, you know, y'all up there having fun. Having a blast, man. And I got everything. I got everything y'all was saying. <laughs> all of them. All the references. All the references. It was important. That's rare. That's so rare because you make some references sometimes. And you got to be like, this might just be us laughing at this one. And you just got to go for it. <laughs> you got to go for it. Because you, you, I've had it before where I said something. And I didn't even bother looking at the audience. I just looked at the troop mates. And they're laughing and reacting. And then I slowly like did the whole pan to the audience and realized they were laughing too. And it was like, oh, 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 we messes with this? Mm-hmm. Oh, we really messes with this. Okay, mm-hmm. it's on there, you know. So yeah. That's yeah. fun. That's oh, dope, man. Yes, yeah, yeah. see y'all, man. Um, definitely thank you for joining. Um <clears throat> I know we had talked over earlier, but uh you mentioned that you had some uh shows that you've done and of course, wanted to see what you what what are things like in Austin right now for comedians, stand ups, and improvisers. You know, it's wide open for the stand up. Uh, I don't know any improv groups that are actually open yet. I know that. All right, so the new movement. Oh God, ooh, R.I.P. Not wrong, wrong mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Fallout Theater. <laughs> the Fallout Theater. Ouch. Oops. Ouch. 
the Fallout Theater, they are opening back up, I think, May 1st or something like that. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if it's a, I think it's a soft opening. I'm not sure if they have improv showing up yet. Uh, <laughs> Cold Town is still uh, existing only on the internet right now. Um, Hideout, I'm not sure. Excuse me. Uh, and then I think those are the three right now that we have that are still in some form or fashion existing. I know that Hideout was they were doing some things out and about, like almost like some uh, murder mystery s type stuff or whatever it is. But mm. when it comes to stand up, I don't know if y'all know any stand ups in y'all's life. We don't care. They have been performing this entire time. Mm-hmm. Now there's some new clubs that are open. Uh, Creek in the Cave is new. Romo Room has a spot up in the domain. But they were doing shows. I'm talking about. What do we lose? Two hundred thousand? I think we might hit five hundred thousand deaths. How many people mm-hmm. we lose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the hype, stand up, stand up's doing comedy in Austin like nobody's business. Dave Chappelle's coming in on the jet, doing shows, catching COVID, stopping for <laughs> coming back. You know, boy, I'm they like, love oh. some damn stand up. They was crazy. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing I could say about if you call it our cousins in comedy, the stand ups, man is. They're, the, they're like the mercenaries, man. They were out there doing every kind of show. Yep. Um, and it's impressive and risky at the same time. Uh, but I, I think it's a renaissance. I think stand up is about to have a boom renaissance. Um, it's the first time I've seen many big name stand ups being celebrated all in, at the same time. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen big name comedians shine big lights on up-and-coming comedians all over the world and then the internet just got in top got in bed with that all of that and you can reach anybody and so i i, I hope well for all the stand-ups that do um and just not everybody's Dave Chappelle. not everybody can just catch covid and just keep selling out dates you know <laughs> i like I like the personification of stand up being our like renegade cousin, like that yeah. that cousin that you know, like with the motorcycle the kids, that pulls up late, right? Or if the kids in the neighborhood, the kids in the neighborhood bullying you, you like wait till my cousin get eat. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. Well, he still, fuck. Well, you know, is the one that you get in trouble with. Just you know, we ain't supposed to go off the block, and y'all that don't matter. Come on, you ride all in the next neighborhood. Just you know that kind of cousin. Yeah, I like, I like, kicking I like, over trash cans and and you know it's bad. You like, yo, we shouldn't be doing this, but it's fun though. It's and fun. part of you, you go from watching them kick the trash cans over to every now and then you stick your leg out because you ride on the back of the bike and you <laughs> kick a trash can over. And he's like, that's how you do it, and you know it's bad, but you like, this is kind of fun. And we're 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 we're, we're both cousins. We're both family. I'm no better than he is. He's no better than I am. Let's kick some more trash cans, you know. That's we it. cut to a scene where a father is talking to his son. <clears throat> hey, Amici. Yes. Uh, I see you about to head outside with your cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's what's up? Can you need something there? <clears throat> can, you, can you close this door for a second? I'm going to talk to you. You just go okay. go ahead and close that door. Okay. Um, listen, son. I've always kept it real with you my whole life um mm-hmm. i don't like your cousin daryl i don't think you should be hanging out with your cousin daryl um okay. nobody in our family likes daryl to be exact and 
Matter of fact, I'm, I told my brother when he actually had Daryl, you might want to not bring him home or something because he's already unlikable, man. <laughs> and we can get into that later in a later time. Okay, yeah, that, 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 um, this, this is a, I feel like this is a weird conversation for us to have. I feel like you, you and Daryl have issues that you need to talk to him about. Yeah, I, I don't know why this is like being addressed <clears throat> to, to me, you know? Because you're, you're my like, son. You're my son. Okay. And if anything happens to you with Daryl, I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself. That's how much I, I'm afraid of you walking out of this door, hanging out with Daryl. Do you know he keyed someone's car last week? Right, I, I did. Well, you didn't I, know I, that. You you were hanging out with him though. I remember yeah. you said, "Dad, I want to hang out with Daryl." Was, was it was it your car? Absolutely, my damn car. <laughs> yes. Oh. You didn't even know my car was key. You didn't even ask me where my car was all week. It was in the shop. That's how much you have been just wrapped around this. Your cousins, like 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 this man. You got to do something. All right. Well, you know, it's just really cool. We have a lot of fun. So, you know, well, you know, he's the only one in the neighborhood who talks to me. So, you know, what else am I supposed to do? When he talks to you, do <coughs> does he ask you about his jokes? Yes. Does he make you listen to his joke? You know his. His father used to do that to me back in the day, all right? Mm -hmm. I, I know Daryl because I know my brother. Daryl ain't shit. Daryl's never going to be shit. Daryl's probably going to owe you money. A lot Dad, of you think, it. Dad, you think you're a better comedian than, than Daryl? Is, is that what's happening here? I mean, I, I, you know, I dibble and dabble. I've been to a couple open mics here and there, but, uh -huh. you know, I just, I just feel for you, son. I don't want you okay. to become Daryl. He doesn't. He doesn't care where his life is going. Right. You, I, I can't have that for you, son. So, do what you want with that information. Okay. But if you get hurt with Daryl, I'm not helping you. You have Daryl help you. How about that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's 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 pretty strong. He's he's a little bit older than me, so I, I think he can. You know, if we need to go to the hospital or something, uh, he can get me there on the back of his bike. So yeah, that, that'll be fine. And you, you know, your car's a mess right now. We cut right. the we cut the Daryl in the car with his mother. All right, Daryl, you got your insurance card. Yeah. You got the debit card in case you need to pay for any hospital visits. Yeah. Okay, I got your bike. It's uh on the trailer in the back. Uh, pull it down here. You just uh, take your bike off and you just have a good time over here. You know I will, Mama. Yeah, you, you know, know your, I will. You know your uncle John. He's nothing. That, your daddy can't even come over here no more. I gotta bring you over here because your uncle John always saying your daddy ain't nothing. Your daddy ain't gonna be nothing. So just a minute. I don't think he that. likes me. I don't think he likes me. I don't think you're supposed to pay attention to that. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things, but we're family, and family has to stick together. You and your cousin Amici, y'all are like that, but. Blood is thicker than water. Don't even, that's it. Don't even listen to your Uncle John. He's a hater and his jokes suck. He is a hater. Oh, he is. I used to go to his comedy shows. Come back to the house. Listen, I see they just pulled up. All right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't talk about your aunt, <laughs> but I can see she's already looking like she started shit. So let me tell you something about your aunt. Your aunt okay. is the biggest hater in the family. All right. Back when the day I was starting to start my stand-up dream, she was the main one in the back. Eating popcorn and booing. Didn't even really? get a chance to say my jokes, man. Just a fucking hater, man. Just wow. keep that in mind. She, she's always nice to me. You know, she, oh, she, I mean, you, you probably yeah. ain't noticing all the stuff I'm seeing, but listen, I'm telling you, man, 
Daryl's part ain't shit and part mm -hmm. hater. Okay, you keep that in mind. That's a bad combination. <laughs> Come back to the car. Wait, don't get out yet. There's just a couple oh. other things I need to tell you. Yeah, All I'll right. tell you why your uncle John is is so low down. I used to go to his shows before, and you know I was just taking notes in my notebook. I had class the next day. He started spreading rumors that I was writing down his jokes. What? So when your daddy was funnier than him, then he said that we, uh, excuse me, I stole all his jokes. What? And so I then just started going to shows, eating popcorn in the back and just yelling, boo, boo. <clears throat> but that boy Amici he got, he's something. Timing like that. He's going to be somebody. I mean, right right after you, Daryl. You know, you oh, you really funny. I'm on the come up for you sure. come up. I'm on, on the come, come up. up. All right. You got your leather jacket back there? I already put it on. All right. What about your brass knuckles? We cut to uh, a few hours later. Uh, Daryl and Amitra are pulling up on his bike. All right. So up here is the comedy club where your dad's performing the night. Okay. I, got a, I got a fun idea. I said we yeah. sit in the back and eat popcorn and boom. Maybe knock over a few trash cans. Like in the back? We'll in the take back. Take trash cans inside and knock them over? Yeah, we're going to take trash cans from outside, bring them inside, <laughs> and then knock them over during this set. Okay. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm out here tonight. Y'all ready to see this show? I got jokes on jokes on jokes for y'all asses tonight. Yeah. My first joke. Um, excuse me, kid. Uh, security, can you get those people back in the back? Yeah, thank you. All right, for my first joke. Um, won't you come hit, up hit security guy with a trash can. Oh, shit. My security guard. <laughs> Hey man, they got a trash can. Who brought Jim trash can into a comedy club? I didn't these pay that either, the man. Worst. Oh, I know, man. I'm sorry about that. Come on, man. please, y'all. Let me. I don't get paid enough to do this, man. Damn. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. I mean, she say something. Say something. Uh, you're not very good, Dad. <laughs> John, you know these people. John, do you know these people? You want me to throw these people out? Do you know this person? <laughs> that's cold, bro. I think that's, I love rough. that's the worst nightmare. Like your son not <laughs> liking your jokes. <laughs> and you know what? I bombed in front of my son before to my son. I told a joke that I was getting ready to do on stage, and he looked at me and said, That ain't funny. And I was like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Nope. I, it, I've learned nope. something too doing stand-up. Um Two, like two things. One, everybody gets offended if you tell them that they're not funny, no matter if they think they're funny or not. If you go, you can go to an old lady and be like, <laughs> you know, you're the least funniest person I know. Oh, and God. if she's funny, she'll have a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time they'll get offended. Um, and the second thing I learned was um, that, uh, oh, shit, I just lost my, I just lost my train of thought. Tell people they're not funny. Yeah, telling people that are funny. Um, first thing you tell people, everybody thinks they're funny, and the, oh, the yeah, second thing is everybody gets offended if you tell them they're not funny. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Everybody deep down thinks they're funny, and second thing, everybody will get offended if you tell them they're not funny. Um, and that's what it made me think of when you said that to your your son, um, <clears throat> because I had a similar situation. Like my grandmother, I get a lot of messages from my grandmother. She she actually watches South Park, and she'll call me like, "Oh, did you see the new South Park episode?" And I remember when I first introduced her to it, 
it was funny, but it was obviously prov prov provocative, right? And it's it's one of those shows that makes you go, is a joke funny regardless of how provocative it is, right? And it and it touches you, hits you so many ways. Well, <clears throat> I showed a joke with my grandmother one time, man, and in her way, uh, she basically said that it wasn't funny. And um, and this was like in the earlier days, and it was kind of in a way it was kind of like. How's your job going? You know, like you know, kind of one of those things. Like, how's, how's work it been going for you? To kind of usher me in back to the place of like, you don't need to be working on jokes. You're not funny. Um, so my question to you was: This early in your career stand up, or was this like recently? Uh, I mean, heck, that was probably like two years ago. So yeah. I still believe that I'm somewhat early in my career. I've been doing this now, I think, eight years, and so whatever that is for time's sake. Uh, but yeah, that was like uh, probably like two years ago. My son was probably like eight years old. He's 10 now. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was the weirdest feeling to be like, yo, I don't do jokes for kids, but I can. And so to flip, just to kind of uh, bring it back, I ended up doing a show and I would take them with me because whenever I had them for spring break or whatever, if I'm performing, they're with me. And I did a show probably in front of like, a, a big crowd and I looked on the side of the stage backstage but still side of the stage out of view of the audience and my son is sitting there watching like he's literally right next to the stage watching me perform and I'm up there for about 20 minutes whatever wow. and it was the coolest thing ever because when I got off he was just like you were funny and like the next time we come to a show I don't want to bring a tablet like I bring I don't have an iPad I'm Android I don't want to bring a tablet. I don't want to bring a phone. I don't want to bring a coloring book. I just want to watch you perform. And so ever since then, whenever I've had a show, he's always been there watching. Mm. And it's the craziest mm. thing ever because I almost felt like it was a challenge. Like, cause when that happened, I joked about it. But at the same time, I was like, dude, I'm telling these stories about them. They should at least find them funny. And oh, so <laughs> I started, I, I watched a, uh, it was an interview with, Damon Wayans, he talked about the jokes about his kids and how those jokes were paying for them to go to private school. And I was like, you know what? Make the jokes funny, but make sure they're true. And at least at the end of the day, you can look your kids in the face and you're going to tell jokes about them and be honest with them. And so yeah. that was kind of where I went from. And I feel like the joke that he said that wasn't funny was probably some, you know, some, some bullshit that I just kind of pulled out of air. And so ever mm -hmm. since then, a lot of the jokes have been a little bit closer to home. So. I, I think your son might mm -hmm. be the next greatest man. He got an eye. Absolutely, jokes, he got an eye. He got an Talent. eye already. Talent. 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 Did you end up? Did you end up telling that, that joke on stage or no? Which one? The one he the, said. The one son said was was. The one good. he said wasn't funny. No, 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 no. Yeah. That joke's gone. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it, it might be a tag. I'm trying. I don't even remember the joke, but it's probably a tag. If anything, now. Uh, it's definitely not a main uh, set piece anymore, and mm -hmm. that did have a little bit to do with him. But then it also had to do with you know you start thinking about feelings and I have a 12 and a 10 year old that have real opinions and real feelings about things. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, I don't want to hide shit from them. I want to go on stage perform. And then when I come off, if I have to have a real conversation with them afterwards, that's fine. But if I feel uncomfortable, it's because I wasn't doing my due diligence and said the juggle. I mean, I'm going to say some shit like, you know, we talk about favorites and all that stuff, but that's, you know, I think have it you, comes from a place of reality. Go ahead have you had to have a real conversation with them afterwards? Yes. Like, oh, what, my God, yes. What sort of things I did a show. to get talked I, about? 
I killed. Okay, let me say I don't talk like. This. Okay, let me make, make it abundantly clear. I don't talk like this. I'm not one of those comics that go. I killed. I murdered. But I killed. I did great. My kids were there. My ex-wife was in the crowd, and I do a show. And at one point during the show, because where they were being kept was like literally right behind the performance spot. They came out, and I couldn't see them, but the audience's reaction because I was talking about them. Let me know my kids that came out kind of like stage left behind me or whatever. And I just kind of joked. I was like, you know, y'all don't even know this, but if y'all see some little black kids walk around here, I'm actually doing, uh, I'm babysitting right now with my own kids while I'm performing for y'all. <laughs> and don't get it twisted. They leave that room. I'm going to tell them, get your bus back in. And when I did that, it scared them and it made them run back into the room. And after the show, people are coming to me telling me I did good. That was great. That was awesome. And then my son is crying. He's like like super duper crying, but I know him when he's mopey. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He says, well, you made us, uh, you embarrassed us uh, when you told us to get back in the room and everybody was laughing. And I was like, mm -hmm. shit. Like, it, it, it was a, it, it took me from, I killed it to, man, at the expense of my kids, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do much more of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, that was one of those things where I had to explain to him. I said, when I did it, I was trying to be funny. I was in the heat of the moment. But, you know, at the end of the day, he said, you know, you scared us. You made my sister feel bad. I didn't like that you made my sister feel bad. You embarrassed us. And so I was like, you know what? From now on, regardless if they're there or not, I'm not going to shit on them. I called it shitting on my kids for a lot, which is never fucking worth it, in my opinion. Like, for me, it's not. Some people can get away with it, do your thing. But I'll shit on myself for the laugh, and my kids will be just a part of that, if, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I love that, man. I love that. Oh. We I cut killed you. it. We I killed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have kept coming back to. You know, I'm sorry, but I killed it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't forget that. I was killing it, and then I might have stepped and shitted on y'all, actually. Like, <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, man. That's big. Wow. That's a big moment. Um, I think it's dope that your your relationship with your kids and you they're embracing your artistic nature. I think that's one of my goals for my children is they are brought up in a house where their parents are actively pursuing and engaging in their their dreams or their art. <clears throat> excuse me, so that they can. To me, I like it just to me it makes the world more palatable, you know and allows you to express yourself. You get to communicate with the children in ways that you probably wouldn't have if they weren't there. And then you are communicating to your kids, whatever your dream is, follow it. Look at that. You know, I brought y'all here doing that. And I think that's awesome, man. So I'm glad you shared that with us. Glad you shared that with us. And you got to let us know when your son decides to do his first open mic. <laughs> okay. We, we, cut to a, uh, we cut to a courtroom. All right, Amici, Amici, I need to, I need to remind you while you're here, you're a witness to a murder. We understand that you had a good comedy show before you found the body, but yeah. please just stay focused on the details of how you found the body. Okay. We understand, okay. understand you had a good show. All right. Mm -hmm. Right. Cool. All right. So let's let's uh, let's dial it back. You went out. You went backstage, and then what happened next? Well, I went backstage, and people just patted me on the back. The crowd was still laughing. Um, so I went back out onto the stage to get like another bow and they gave me another standing ovation. And I felt really good in that moment, you know? I felt like 
I, I achieved something tonight. I achieved something. That I mean, I mean, can, can we, again, can we just get past of the standing ovation? We understand you had a good comedy show. I also want to yeah. say you used the word killed earlier. Probably not the best place to be using it because it can confuse the jury. All right. So oh, that's just, right. Yeah. If, if I, I kill, they might think I. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, sorry. Okay. So to go back. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You were. You walked out of the out of the uh, green room, and then what happened next? Then uh, I, I walked out of the green room, and I, I heard these two people talking about what a great show I had, and uh, that felt really good. So I, I, you know, I walked like a little bit slowly by them so they could see me, and they stopped me. And we talked for a few minutes about, you know, just uh, how much fun they had, and you know, they wanted to come back and see me again once I'm performing next. Objection, Your Honor. Objection. I can't. I know I called this witness, but Jesus Christ, like what? I'm at. Just get to the body. Get to the body. This, Jesus. This is the one backstory for for the for for the for the body. This is a trial. This is a murder trial. There's no fun right. backstory. This is just <laughs> testimony. I'm excuse sure. me, cancel, cancel. Excuse me. Oh, is there is there what exactly are you trying to get at with your line of questioning? I just want <laughs> him to go over the details of how he found the body, so we can establish where the evidence was and carry on with the case. Okay, Michi, as you were, then go ahead and answer the guy's question. Please omit any hearsay. Um, the phrase killing will be struck clear from the record. If it's not proven that you did indeed kill, we're going to go ahead and need you to refer to doing well or succeeding at getting the laughs. Uh, uh, sir, go ahead and your line of question. Yes, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Your Honor, I did kill him, though. Like, it, it was, it was you didn't kill anyone, Your Honor. Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I, I yes, know, take I, I'm, I'm Amici's manager, and I want to say he absolutely oh, uh, killed that night. I sir, mean, sir, we just got sir. three bookings right Sir, we're going to need to swear you in first. We're going to need oh, to swear you in first. We don't need to swear him in. We haven't called them up. We, okay, this is, I we should need to go about this time. Whether or not he had a good show is not a... Object. Oh, wait. You object. I'm not supposed to object. Sorry. Y'all object. Order in the court. So can my manager come up now and, and no. confirm that I killed? No, you did not. Did you murder anyone, Amici? I murdered the crowd. I murdered the crowd. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to have a recess. We're going to have to have a recess because we need to really work this out. Sir, you're, you're free to go. Go ahead. Don't get, to, don't go too far. We'll be back in 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. I think that's video. We cut outside. Hey, Amici, look, we got five bookings since you started. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. And the jury, right? So the jury. I was yeah, out passing flyers out, telling them the hottest comedian in town is right inside. <laughs> you got to keep killing, dude. We got more bookings. We could probably get 10 bookings. And scene. <laughs> scene. Oh my God. I love y'all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that was so good. That was good. <laughs> we got five bookings. <laughs> Whatever you do, keep doing it. <laughs> listen, listen. I I can tell y'all for us without a shadow of a doubt because I feel like y'all have been around it. Stand up comics, not even just the producers, but our promoters, but the stand up comics in general. We are always on. Like it is a legit disease. I have been at a scene of a car wreck. I'm talking about <laughs> the lady just got driven, not even driven off, flown off in a Starflight helicopter, car still torn up, I got blood on me, 
EMTs are around, and my comedian homeboy walks up and starts handing cards, Whoa. his <laughs> cards to the workers. And I'm direct quote, direct quote. Hey, man, I just figured maybe y'all could use a laugh. <laughs> He's just handing cars out. I'm just like, we are always on. And I'm just like, I have literally never seen a profession that when you, you don't leave the office. There's a such thing as Mm -hmm. leaving the office. And Mm -hmm. this one, you don't. I feel like everything else, you can like put something down. As a comic, we're always loaded. Like even when we're, like I was getting my uh, vaccine. I'm cracking jokes. Why the lady has the syringe next to my arm, you know, making her laugh. I'm like, imagine if she stabbed me by accident, like in the wrong spot, you know? No jokes, because I'm culty, you know? So yeah. we're always yeah. loaded. No, that's, <laughs> true. that's true. That's like, true. I was going to ask, like, yeah, when you were, like, say, high school or something, were you the comedian of the group? Like, I know some it people, was, like, flower into that later on. Right. Some people always had it in them. It was uh, there. It was there, but I think I was a storyteller. Like I think uh, yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. I know that when I I remember vividly telling these long, tall tales. Like I mean, obvious lie, obviously fake, <laughs> made up, and yet, first of all, people would be sitting there, and I'd still get like uh, not shy, but insecure because people are staring at me. And I'm like, why the fuck are they staring at me? It's like, oh, shit, you're telling the story, and they're listening, you know. And then I would say stuff that was I thought was obvious farce. And then they would, like, believe it. And I'd be like, guys, it's, I said unicorns three times. Like, Dude, we didn't know. You were convincing. And so I have to learn to say just kidding. And I don't have that problem as much now because my circle kind of knows me. But talking with people, I would sometimes say things. I don't know if this is maybe just a really good sign of a liar or whatever. But I would say something, and they would believe it. And I'd be like, do I really have to say just kidding or LOL for you to understand I was joking? But I realized that probably as like a 20 something year old. And then it took me about five, six more years before I even thought about maybe we should try to tell jokes on stage. Mm. And then it took me till I was about 27 to actually try it. Cause you know, it took two years to get on stage. Comedy is scary. Comedy is super scary, man. It's like oh, walking yeah. that tightrope bridge from one cliff to the next. Facts. And you're like, people are getting over there. But damn, this shit looks scary. <laughs> people below you, and people below you, make no, like, Miss Miss uh, Cassette or whatever, people below you want you to fall. Yeah, It's like a, it's going to a, oh, this is bad. It's going to a plane show, and you're just like. <laughs> so it's going to crash, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that guy do the dive, and you're like, is this controlled or is this by accident? Is this controlled or malfunction? And then sure enough, he like lands and you're like, oh, but <laughs> I kind of wanted to see explosion. But I'm happy you say it. My cards. That's stand up. That's, that's stand up every night. People want to see the explosion. It's great that the plane did the loop de loop and it landed, but sometimes people want to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Keith Richards. They want to see, or whatever his name is. They want to see a meltdown on stage and be like, yo, but that one comic though that said he was going to hurt himself afterwards. <laughs> that was the night right there. <laughs> he was crying. I bet you he did go cry in the car. <laughs> do you think, do you think comedians get a bigger kick out of that or, or is it the audience? I hope it's comics. I would really like to believe that regular people don't get a thrill out of watching a comic meltdown on stage. But man, I've talked to so many people that they pick up on stuff that you would think they didn't. Like, oh my God, 
he was sweaty. You could tell he was kind of nervous. It made it kind of unfun to watch him perform. And I was yeah. like, shit, people have been telling me this whole time that the audience doesn't know this stuff. No, they know this. Yeah. They just choose not to say anything because of being nice. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they noticed, they noticed exactly what we noticed, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and I think I think for the most part, well, here's what I'll say. Depending on the room you are walking will determine whether they are empathetic or not. So <clears throat> I remember I, when I was doing stand-up, I only did stand-up. I still write stand-up jokes, but I only actually did stage stand-up for about three years. And I got to the point where it was real fun to do. But what I wanted to do was do characters with improv. Um, yeah. But one night I did a, a Apollo night in North, Northern Kentucky. Oh, and nice. it was predominantly black show. Oh, very and nice. I've, I've done a couple of black rooms, but none that was designed to sniff out the blood and have everybody go after you. So I was like, okay, I'm feeling kind of good. I'm going to go up and prove to myself I can do this. And of course, um, one of my jokes, like your son said, it wasn't a good joke. And I uh, righteously got booed by this older black lady. Uh, it was on Martin Luther King Day, I remember, because the joke was about Martin Luther King. <laughs> and <clears throat> and that, that was my first taste of actually having to deal with a heckler. But I knew at the end of the night that I still wanted to be a comedian because none of the boo made me go, I'm never doing this shit again. Right. It was nice. all like, all right, I got to have 100 comebacks ready for the next person to do this. Um, it wasn't that bad. I got booed. It wasn't bad. People laugh at me, but I'm trying to get people to laugh at me. You laugh with me at least, so I could deal with that. Um, uh, have you ever gotten booed? Not literally, but I did a show in Colleen that to this day, when I drive by certain parts of Colleen, I just want to cry. <laughs> Valentine's Day, picture it Valentine's Day 2017. I did a comedy show for Valentine's Day, all black room. I knew it was wrong. I should have taken the gig, but I took the gig. You know why? Because I was like, hey, I got to learn how to perform any and everywhere. And they offered me personally the gig. I knew the gig wasn't going to go well because I didn't have the right jokes for the crowd. As soon as I walked in, there was a band playing very loud. If I would have done my job the right way, I would have just played with the band and twerked for the entire duration of my set. Instead, what did I do? All the wrong jokes. And then... I tried to do crowd work. <laughs> I asked for a suggestion. Have you ever asked for a suggestion and not gotten one? Like, and I mean, like, had to like pry it from people. Now mm -hmm. imagine doing that as a stand-up comic by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you were already bombing for like five, six minutes before that. Ooh, which felt like 20 minutes, probably. That was a boo. Like, that was literally a boo. And I yeah. had to talk to the dude. I said, hey, man, <laughs> give me a word. He was like, nah, man. And I had another lady I asked. I said, hey, ma'am, give me a word. And the lady looked at me and said, over. It was like she said over, but the way she said over, you knew that she meant. And then, then I said, give me another word. And she said, new joke. And I was like. <laughs> Yikes. <clears throat> yeah. So I, that's, that's my version of getting booed. And. You know, I'm better for it. I'm still not sure if I'm ready to take a gig there. I'm lying. I'll take a gig there. But that, that was definitely, I think, worse than a boo. Because at least a boo, you could be like, ha, ha you know. At least you don't know what they were booing at. 
I know exactly what they didn't like. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, man, that's tough. What was it like at the end of the night watching people leave? Did you leave before everyone got out of there, or were you like? I couldn't because I have to wait to get paid, John. That's so the worst like, part. This motherfucker wasted my. I had I have the comic that went up after me twerked and danced her ass off and respect her because oh. they loved it. She was perfect for that crowd, and I stood next to her as people were like, "Oh my god, girl, you did that. You was funny as hell." And they looked at me like. Anyway, girl, you was funny as hell. You did that. Ooh, you was. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Hey, girl, you was funny as hell. And then when we got paid, I thought the dude, because he was this big, like, Jamaican-looking dude, I thought he was going to beat me up in the back because my show was that bad and not pay me. And truth be told, if it would have happened, I would be like, I deserve that because I kind of bombed your show. You know, what did I expect? He has tattoos and dreadlocks, and we in Colleen. Woo. That's what's supposed to happen. We're not funny. We, we, cut to a, we cut to a therapy session with um, a bunch of comedians who bombed. All right, John. All right. So uh, go ahead and let's um, let's go ahead and all right. Let's do this again. Let's this time. I don't. I want you to omit the, the swear words and let's use not necessarily proper English here, but let's let's delve a little bit deeper into how exactly you felt. You know what? Let's take the show in Colleen, for instance. How did you feel after that? <clears throat> well, I felt like the Jamaican-looking dude was going to beat my ass. And I ain't never had my ass get beat for, for telling jokes. I I was actually going to ask for this chick number, so I asked her for a suggestion, and she said never. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't get her number. He's, he's, he's doing, doing jokes. He's, this is not the place. This is not the hey, place. Hey, 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 it's John's turn. It's just Antoine. And I take offense to that, you know. Every Jamaican not going to kick your ass. Okay, hey, so man. I guess you brought him with you, John? You brought, you brought the guy with you? No, everybody from Jamaica doesn't work in the club with, with dreadlocks and tattoos. You are literally the guy that he described. Are you sure you're not? John, be honest. Is, is this the gentleman from the club? No, this no. is the not the guy. It's not the no. guy. I'm Rasta Rara. I've been doing I shows in was, and all over the Austin area and in Waco and different places. Because but you man, know, in, go go on, John. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. but it, it's the accent for me, man. The, the guy literally said it just like that. He was gonna beat my ass because I bombed on his motherfucking show, and I can't get those out of my my words in my head. Um, I love Jamaican food. I haven't been able to go to a Jamaican restaurant. I oh. just I just feel like everybody knows I bombed in Colleen. Like Jamaicans have a network all around the world to tell people what comedians to like. Um I just don't think I should keep doing it, man. I just don't know why it had to be me that night. Why couldn't it be the girl that showed up half naked? I mean, she wasn't even telling jokes. She might have even been a stripper for all I knew. I just knew people were laughing. And all she was doing was shaking her ass. That's all I knew. You know, I mean, that's not comedy. I was doing comedy. They weren't laughing. I'm done. That's a blood clot shame, John. It's a blood clot shame. <laughs> what? I thought I. You know, it, it's 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 weird right. because at my last show that I got booed at, when I was done, there was a big Jamaican dude waiting. At the edge of the stage, it looked like it was about to beat my ass. And I, 
I don't even remember a Jamaican guy being involved at all. He wasn't on the set list. He wasn't backstage. But when I got off stage, he was waiting for me. And he told me I bombed. He told me I should really think about what I'm doing. And he, I felt like he was going to beat my ass. It was it was weird. Okay, it, okay. I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and let you guys know something. I'm actually not a therapist. I'm a um, court-appointed sketch artist. And we're trying to find this Jamaican artist that's this Jamaican is this some sort of sting? that's been trying to beat people ass. So is this him? Is this no, the guy? No, no, no. Oh, that's shit. him. Yeah, that's him. Oh my that's god. Him. Let me see. Let, let me see him again. And that's my son Harry. My son Harry. Guys, guys, go ahead and move in now. Move in. We have confirmed this is the guy. We've been we've been we've been tracking this guy for like seven shows now. And uh he's been catching guys slipping. Oh wow. Wow. This is a serial dude that's just going around like it's my son. I've been on the same show with all you comedians every night. We've been doing a tour together. You know I don't drive. My son got to bring me to the show. And then he's standing there Hold when on. you're not funny. My son can tell you that you're not funny. And then you think he wants to kick your ass just because he got tattoos and he got dreadlocks. He said that he was going to kick my ass. I, I, felt my like I felt it emanating from him. You know, I comedian. feel it emanating from you right now, actually. But you know, comedians were all waiting for the other to fall so we can go to the top. It's part of his plan. You bring your spirit down so his mom can get up there and then I can tell the jokes and I can be number one. As, wow. she, as she's like saying this, uh, all gesticularly, she accidentally like punches <laughs> one of the guys in the chin. Like, oh, she's, she's lashing out. She's doing it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, back up, back up now. Back up now. She just punched somebody. She literally just punched one of the comics. I just talk with my hands and I'm, in, I'm spirited and I'm feeling attacked right now. Why are you talking with Fist? You attacked him. You're feeling attacked. No, I'm, I'm saying just because, uh, you know. That's okay. I, I should go and join the, the West Indian tour group. Because well, before you go, can... before you go, do you want to talk about the last time you bombed? Since you're here, yes. I hey, technically have 40 more minutes. Let's Thank go ahead and you. talk about it. Out with it if you want. So much. If possible. Well, Be respectful, guys. All right. It's her time. But, uh, all right. I was, I was on a stage. We were in Colleen for the show. The same show. These ones were there. And I did my jokes, okay? I've been killing every other place. And when I walk off, I thought, hey, it's my son Harry, but no, it was another Jamaican guy standing at the end. <laughs> <end. laughs> and he said he was watching. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Get it ready, get it ready, get it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I'm going to make that into a joke. I promise. That. There will be some kind of bit related to that whole, because that was, it was perfect, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I really thought I was going to get physically handled because of this show. Like, I legit was like, you know what, Courtney? You've done comedy for about six years now. You've had a good run. This is where you get punched in the face for bombing. Like, they say a bomb doesn't physically hurt you. It's just, like, mentally and emotionally. No, I think a bomb could physically get you assaulted as well. So, Shit up. Let's go. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. So where's How? Well, I'm not a born. No, no worries. So where's Kalini relative? Okay, so look at Austin. So let's say, so y'all are in Houston. Um, uh, Kalini is probably about 40 minutes to maybe 50, so a little bit under mm -hmm. an hour north yeah. of Austin. And yeah. think of, like, if you're going to, you're from Waco, I guess Waco on the way to Dallas, if you go up 35. 
think so. Oh, so that's, that's not a good reference, no worries. But uh, yeah. Kaleem's north of Austin, effectively north of Austin, uh, almost midpoint uh, between Austin and Waco. Like Conroe, like maybe like Conroe for us or, gotcha. you know, there maybe a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. What is Conroe on the way to if you're going from Houston to, to, Dallas, to, the, to that dreaded Dallas? We don't speak of it. Oh, <laughs> a place we don't speak of. <laughs> no, yeah, to Dallas that way. North Houston. Yeah, it's a very it's mm. it is legit when people ask like they come to Austin they'll say hey where are your black rooms at I'll tell them like I'll be like uh not Austin you know I'll say if you want a, like urban room urban room you're gonna go out to somewhere in Pflugerville which is a suburb of Austin because they pushed all of us out because gentrification yay or you're gonna head out to Colleen you know Pflugerville got some uh, urban rooms. Well, we did. I mean, prior to the to the pandemic. Okay. You ready for this? There was yeah. a comedy show. The comics got paid in chicken. Um, oh. Where from Bahadis? Where from Bahadis? Yes, yeah, Bahadis. yes, yes. Yeah. Some great chicken, though. They got it's good, chicken. though. It's they good, though. Yeah. I love that she had the name. Oh, oh, yeah. Though. Yeah. We cut when you. We cut you. We cut we cut to a house. Uh, Courtney, you've been gone all night. Your kids have been waiting for you to come home. Please tell me the show went well and you have a lot of money. Please please tell me they paid you. Um, okay, oh, you picked, I'm up, you picked up some chicken on the way home with the money you made from your comedy show that you've okay, been honey, out all night. Honey, I got good news and I got bad news. Um, Okay. The good news is I did get paid, and I killed. By the way, I killed. Objectively okay, speaking, good. I killed. That's good. So no Jamaican guy there. Perfect. I, I did get paid. Okay, um, that's even better. Did I mention that I killed? I mentioned that I killed, right? Yeah, right. you mentioned the Jamaican okay. comedy mafia didn't um, show up to your show. Absolutely. So how much did you get paid? Uh, oh. Four piece. Oh, you got four thousand dollars for your show. What? <laughs> Or four hundred, because you know I'm sorry. Is it four hundred nowadays? Four hundred dollars is still a great uh, night as a comedian. That's like you had a gig every every week, every night. Jeez, that'll be a lot of money. If we're speaking on caloric intake, maybe four hundred calories. Four hundred calories. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Corey? I'm lost. Um, I got paid got... in chicken. It happened again. It happened again. <laughs> I said, listen, I honey, I said this was the last show. I promised you. I promised you. I got down in the driveway before I walked in, because I know you don't like doing this in front of the kids. And I promised you I would not take any more chicken gigs. And I'm looking you in the eye. Look at me in the eye. Look at me in the eye. This was the last one, okay? It's going to be the last one, Courtney, because tomorrow we're leaving. I'm going to stay at my sister's house. You know, the one has his, my nephew, Daryl. I'm staying over oh, their house. Not Daryl. He's the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. You know, and, I, and, and I'm going to stay over there because I'm sure Daryl and his father are bringing home chicken dinners for the family. He's chicken, too. He, got, he was at the show. He got, how do you think he got paid? He got paid chicken as well, okay? Uh, well, he that's your plan to get away from the chicken? Hmm? Hmm? Listen, you used to like chicken. I, I do like chicken. I just don't like putting it in my bank account, Courtney. I like green dollars, sometimes blue dollars. But we haven't seen a lot of blue dollars because yeah. we've been bringing home brown chicken. 
All right. You can eat chicken. You can't eat the dollars. You ever think about that? See, think about it. You're hungry. I get off late from the gig. You're hungry. The second thing you asked me after what did you get paid was, what did you at least bring home dinner? Well, damn it. Guess what I did? I brought home dinner. What's going on? I was sleeping and Courtney Jr. yelling. It's, it's, it's cold in my room. It's, it's, it's okay, Courtney Jr. Your, your dad is going to explain to you what he was just telling me. My, about how we're going, how we're going to keep our house warm for the next month. Yeah, my sheets have holes in them. You're would, really uh... going to do this to me right now? Okay. okay. Hey, hey, Junior, Junior, come here, come here. Mm-hmm. You know how you like chicken? Look what I got. I got it in a piece of bread too. You know how you like that, right? Like that. Oh, yeah, I like. It. <laughs> Who's Is that the phone? That? Somebody's answer, honey. You want to go ahead and answer that call? Because you know my hands kind of greasy. I'll, I'll go answer it. Okay. <laughs> I told you about changing his landline out, but you didn't bring home money. You brought home chicken. Oh, just answer the call already. It's 12 o'clock. We're already calling. (laughs) Hello. Hello. This is Green Mountain Energy. Is this uh, Miss Thomas? Yes, it is. Yes, Ms. Thomas. Yes, I'm just Why calling. Are you calling at <laughs> I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling you on a recorded line. Uh, we, uh, we're just calling to uh, let you know that uh, your light bill is three months overdue. We did receive the box of breasts, legs, and thighs, and we thank you. We did enjoy that, but that does not cover your bill. Uh, I know you wrote on the the, the payment. That you attach to the box, you know, equivalent to three hundred, but it was not. Do, do uh, we need more? Do we need to send more boxes of chicken? Is that no, going to cover? No, we need we need money. We need cash because you cannot pay us in chicken. We've let this go on long enough. Uh, we're sorry. We if we don't get money tomorrow, we are going to turn off all of your electricity. Do you, can you right. make any any kind of payment now? Anything? It, it, not unless you could take a four piece. Oh no, we can't. Okay, all right then. Well, you have until tomorrow. Click. Honey, who was that? Who was that? Who was you didn't you didn't seem too thrilled? Who was it? That was one of our bill collectors. At eleven thirty at night? Well, we've been sending I've been sending them boxes of chicken because I haven't had any checks because they closed our bank. We don't have any money in the bank, Courtney. We believed in you. You were supposed to be the, the stand up of the family. Now you're gonna let Daryl and his father. Junior, close your ears. Junior, cover your ears. Junior, cover your ears right now. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. Listen, don't you say that damn name in this house again. We will not be talking about fucking Daryl, okay? Don't bring Daryl into this shit, okay? I told you I have a problem. I told you I love chicken, and I love comedy, and I love you, and I lo- our son, he doesn't laugh at my jokes, but I'm learning to love Junior, okay. I was, I was actually gonna say, yeah, Dad, your jokes aren't that funny to me. Daryl's hilarious, and so is his dad. <laughs> Daryl, you really like Daryl that much? You know what? Why don't you go live with Daryl? Why don't the whole family go no, live with Daryl? You cannot live with Daryl. Okay, you cannot live with Daryl. No one's tell living him. with Daryl. Tell him. You should tell him. But tell him where he gets his sense of humor from. Daryl is funnier than your dad, Courtney Junior. He is. <laughs> I don't, he is because I've seen Daryl put money in his mother's pocketbook from comedy. I've never seen your father make anything but chicken, and, and for all I know, he probably paid for the chicken after he got paid cash from the show. So he could be a liar, Courtney Jr. You don't want to be a liar. I would rather you just be a terrible stand-up 
than a terrible stand-up who lies to his wife. You know I'm what? We cut, to, uh, we cut to the comedy club. All right, all right. Y'all did a fine job, fine job tonight. Amici, man, you better get this 20-piece. You had the people rolling. Baby, they did not yeah. stop rolling out I, there. I, they're not going to believe when I go about the court. I, I'll oh. tell you that. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to hear where this is going. <laughs> Courtney, all we got for you is what we got left. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry, player. Listen, man. Hey, hey, look short. I know I promised you six pieces, dog, but you know, all I got, I can put something on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My first paid gig, I'm proud to say, was two bucks. Two American dollars handed nice. to me. That wasn't two enough for a drink. Dollars. I don't drink, thank God. But man, it was two bucks. <laughs> I felt so bad because you could tell. Like I learned what that walk was when a guy comes up and says, "Hey, man, let me holler at you real quick." And he put his <laughs> hands together, and I was just like, "Wait a minute!" I like I recognized it. Like when he did it, I was like, "I already know it's going to happen." I had only done comedy for you know uh, less than a year. But he came and said, hey, man, let me holler at you real quick. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I recognize it. Can I ask y'all, honestly, if improv, so, and John, since you've had experience of stand-up, I don't know who else has, when it comes to the business side of things, does it feel like the business of improv is at least better than stand-up than what you've seen or heard about, or... Does it feel like it's equal and even in some cases? Because I mean, I mean it's a group versus one person. Yeah, business wise, I don't think it's close. Not the same animal at all. Um, I th- yeah, for us, I speak my point of view. <clears throat> From us, I think um, we've been have to like we've been having to kind of set our own, figure out what is a going rate, and kind of in, not use or innovate. But innovate a, a business model that works for a group of people, and um, in a group, I mean, for four of us, we basically—if you book us, man—we take it as you book our group. One payment for one group. We don't need you going. I'm giving Antoine twenty pieces. Tanny gets thirty-five. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't want any of that kind of stuff because we thought it will it would. That's how you do it. That was a nap. Sorry. <laughs> a nap. Um, yeah, it slowly was flying towards my eye. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let you go by eye on camera. Um, um, but like for us, yeah, we, we opted to make to kind of, you know, not set what we want, but we're reasonable. Like we're like we know there's some effort we can promote. There's cash tickets. You right. know, sometimes we don't do we don't we don't ask for much. Uh, I mean, or anything. And sometimes people will pay us, and you know, we take that and then we just kind of negotiate for ourselves. You know. And outside of New York and Chicago, maybe L.A. I mean, where else are you, are you seeing like a, a lot of uh, what do we do? Improv comedy shows. There's not a lot. Like right. there, there could be thirty venues in a town that have stand up, but improv is it's not the same so i just don't think that there's it's not even enough activity for it to be you know it i think like that's the level of it's it's not we trying to get it there we're trying to get it there but it's 
I just feel awesome. like when I've dealt with the improv side of things, because I've had the the pleasure of doing both at mm-hmm. one venue. So where it was like the rate for stand up versus the rate for improv. And, you know, it's so funny because in stand up, I know it's just probably for myself. I have almost a pessimistic attitude. Like, yo, man, we're going to pay you this much money. I'm like, sure. And I don't believe it until (laughs) the money is in my account or in my hand. Because Mm. I'm telling y'all, I I could see a whole room of people and do well. And then I could like, hey, man, the DJ needed more money or we had to buy. And I'd just be like, I should have known this was going to happen. You know, like... (laughs) I'm not repped. I'm not. I don't have a manager. I don't have anybody speaking on my my behalf except myself. Me, find me. And so it's so funny because I always wonder, like you know, with y'all, the risk. I think y'all still take the same risk because now it's four of y'all, and so it's four different people that have to change their calendar, change their schedule, and make arrangements, whatever it is, life wise, to get to a venue and perform. Whereas me, I oftentimes go solo dolo when I'm unsure about the venue, because if things go wrong, at least it's me getting egg on face instead of myself and my homeboy and so forth, you know, opener, a host, a feature, whatever. And so I've oftentimes said, I go to the place first to suss it out. And then I'll send word and bring people back because, ah, man, we get, (laughs) I can't speak on everybody, but I know stand up. We get our asses handed to us on a regular. I'm talking about, Yo, the gig's Friday. Hey, actually, the gig's going to be Saturday. And you know how you were talking about Saturday at 8, now it's Saturday at 10. And you got a show before you. And, you know, it's just like, is my money still the same? Like, you know, and I don't want to be about the money. But it's such a weird thing because I look at the money part as a sign of respect. And I almost feel like in improv, the improvisers get respected more by the venue than a stand-up comics do because mm-hmm. I think I think in improv it's like y'all and I'm saying y'all as you guys y'all are an organism y'all are an organization y'all got work that can be seen be kind of uh, not comparable but, but you can you can tangibly feel it whereas a stand-up comic I could say I'm out here working in these streets and grinding killing and you don't know it until I show up and then bomb and you're like I don't want to pay this guy <laughs> exactly. who's he gonna tell it's only one of them. <laughs> You know, exactly. give them yeah. chicken, give them chicken and give them, give them chicken. Get them out of my face. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I think the improvisers, one advantage I see, and I did notice this difference from stand up, rolling up to a venue with four people and they it, we're improvisers, but it's be real, four black people. And we're right. not four small black people, right? Four, you know, you're going to see us walk in together. And if you're going to tell us, hey, I'm throwing eggs in your face it's harder to say that to four people i love that it's really hard and we've had some funny conversations um you know where like i said i felt more uh confident because not only am i speaking for other people or we're, we're covering for each other but i know like it's harder to bullshit more quantities of people right you can't say oh the, the dj is and that talk, be like, fuck are you talking about? I know the DJ. Like, he's right. already gone. He already got his money. Yep. Now, you know, you know, Tandy's go chime in. Antoine, I mean, Misha chime in. Um, so we do have that kind of like that group factor that does kind of in, in you know assert itself um versus the stand-ups. Um, 
but I don't. It's going to be a while before the standups kind of get that. And I think the way it's going to be hard, man, in the beginning doing standup when you're getting booked because, like you said, the the, the venue is taking the risk booking you, and I, I I know that even as an improv group, we go anywhere. We supposed to do a festival in Baltimore. Um, in my mind, I'm like, I believe in my group. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a good show. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, the venue still needs us to prove that to them. Yes. And and like you said, I mean, if I'm a club owner, not vouching for club owners, but if I'm a <laughs> club owner, I could easily say, oh, man, I'm paying this dude $100. He goes up there, eats a whole lot of shit, and now I have to look at this dude and right. and, and and like you said, respect and honor my agreement. You know, but also tell them, don't ever come back here again. I can't take that risk. These people, I could lose people right. if I bring you back. So in stand-up, it is a beast that you always have to to fight against. You know, um, the improvisers basically come out of an accelerator like an improv theater. So yeah. they've already been doing a bunch of shows, figured out yeah. your shit, and then you go do shows. So we kind of know a little, it's, it's a little bit tighter, or at least I would hope groups would do that. Um, so, yeah, I think in that sense, you know, improv is probably safer to get your money <laughs> from a venue. Right. But I would still argue the economics for stand up still is the towers over improv. I, I can't see improv. You know, we're, we'll love to do that. Right. That's what we're working right. towards. But I can't <clears throat> see, you know, the top stand up and the top improv group both during the night. Who's going to come out with the better economics man it's it's i'm gonna say the system is built up for the stand-up right now <clears throat> well to give y'all y'all's flowers because i believe wholeheartedly in giving flowers while people can smell them and while i'm in their face like it's great to speak highly about people when you're elsewhere and you're talking about them almost like it's past tense but while i'm here with y'all i want to make sure i give y'all y'all's flowers now y'all are hands down one of the most amazing performances i've seen not just improv, not just stand-up, musical, all that stuff. I watch a lot of that. But you guys are worth your weight in gold, and I absolutely treasure the fact that I can say that I know y'all, the fact um, that I can say that I've performed with y'all, and the fact that y'all are literally a stone throw away just over there around the corner. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can see greatness from a distance, or you can see greatness where you can actually touch it. And so, man, hats off to y'all. Oh, go and get it. Uh, the truth before I got into it, before I got into Sugar Water Purple, because I'm like the third generation Sugar Water Purple person. I used to talk about, man, I've never even seen this shit before. And I remember that was the highest level that I had seen. It's not comparing, it's just call it what it is. And then this truth can't tell us nothing. I was like, that's a truth? They said, oh, yeah, it's improv. And I was like, it's a Kanye West song, right? Like, yeah, but that's a truth as well. And then I just remember y'all taking the stage, and I couldn't look away. And it was one of the most captivating things I had ever seen. I'm watching y'all, and I'm just like, yo, that's what I want to do. And truth be told, I still don't know half of what the fuck y'all do because it's amazing. It's magical. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, y'all do things, and I'm just like, yeah, that's right. Do that too. <laughs> you know, Courtney, you got to, you know, yeah, yeah, humans are capable of doing that. And so I watched y'all, man, and from the bottom of my heart, I'm speaking for myself because I can only speak for myself. Y'all do the damn thing. Y'all set the fucking, like, y'all set that bar 
so goddamn high. I remember we did a show with y'all. Y'all, y'all stopped our our warm up. Like our warm up, we were talking and shit, and the laughs were so loud. You know, we had to come in and go. You know what I'm saying? We gotta follow this. And I was like, oh shit, that's like a beast. You know, like it's like almost had to be reintroduced to y'all. So I really just want to make sure y'all understand how much I have an admiration of what y'all do. How much I love that. Like I remember coming to Houston and I was having the worst mental streak of my life during that time period. I think it was uh mm-hmm. might have been 2018, 2019, real quick. And performing with y'all literally made me forget about everything that I went wrong up until that moment. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I remember I was driving back with a uh, Tari because uh we didn't have all our old troops so shout out to Tari um Phillips. We we freaking um just kind of talked about life, but I remember performing with y'all just kind of changed the trajectory of my whole like year that year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I, I'm not half back because I'd only been performing with my troop. And then I performed with some real bosses. And I was like, oh shit, I ain't I that <laughs> bad. You know, like, hey, look at me over here with can't tell us nothing. So thank y'all so much, man. Like I really, really hope y'all get everything that's coming to you and more. Um, anytime I see y'all on something, I was telling John beforehand, y'all stuff, whatever y'all do with this, it's everywhere on my feet. I see it. I see it because I'm friends with all of y'all, and so I see it. And I absolutely marvel at that. I love that y'all have been able to pivot to online, and I look forward to seeing y'all and being able to glow over y'all and dote over y'all in person as well. So oh, that's it. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That was... John was doing all this before the show, and then we did a show with him and shit. I'm like, wait a minute. He had a whole soundboard going. I have my finger on a button. I was trying to let you, let you go. I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, she is vulnerable. On the, being vulnerable. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before, you, before you close out, I do want to say shout out to Jamie West, Contessa. Shout out to Shauna, yeah, came yeah. in late but always on. Uh, shout out to Michael Winters and everybody else who might catch this uh, after the show is published uh, as well. All right, Antoine, back yeah, to thank you. you. Well, I was going to say, DJ Comfy, go ahead and play some tracks and let's get out of here before I start crying. <laughs> so you were listening to the kid. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you were listening to the kid tells nothing show. Everybody, thank you so much, simply Courtney, for being a guest on the show. Let people know where they can find out more about you. Uh, and lower the track a little bit while he. Oh, it. I didn't know. I was like, the rap because I can freestyle now. Don't get it twisted. This you can freestyle, but now uh, if you got instrumental. I'll freestyle it. But no, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find me and uh, everything I got going on. Look me up uh, Instagram. I'm always trying to hammer the Instagram out. I am simply Courtney, spelled like my name. The uh, misspelling is a tribute to my kids that I talked about so much during the show. Uh, S-Y-M-P-L-Y-C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. And it put I am in front of that. And that's me on on uh, Instagram. And then I think I got it to the point now. If you type in simply Courtney on YouTube, on Twitter and all that stuff, that's it now. I've made it a little, a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, it took me, took me four years to learn how to do that. Uh, but I host the show. <laughs> On Coltown, Twitch is uh, Coltown TV. It's yeah. called The Callback. It's a stand-up show, and we do this. Uh, it's bi-weekly, so every other Friday. So uh, if you ever get a chance, I have comics from all over the world. It's crazy to say it, but I awesome. bring comics from all over the world, and they perform, 
and we are in that joint for about an hour. So if you're able to watch this show, you'll be able to watch that watch show. It's just stand up, but it's for about 55 minutes as well. So I keep that thing tight, and then I wrap it up by wrapping at the very end of the night. Nice. So hashtag bars. But uh, other cool. than that, man, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all in person because, hey, like, I'm coming back. I don't know if, if y'all have – is the station <laughs> coming back or not? Yeah. But yeah. I am going to pop up on y'all, and I'm going to be like, hey, um, y'all, y'all. Got room for one more. <laughs> of course, you know it, man. Y'all can say no, and I'll go watch. Like I'm for real. I will sit in the audience and be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we can't wait to get back out there for sure." Yeah, yeah oh, well, that's yeah. it for me. Feel like I'm gonna go nuts, but uh, <laughs> play those jams, man. Let's get on out of here. Would you like it? For John, for Mishi, for Tandy, for myself, that's the Kentucky Show. See Tun Improv, all those places. Thank you again, Simply Courtney, for joining us. We are out.